to be a pro, you are studying the game. You are analyzing the game. You are analyzing your peers. And the beautiful thing is not with hate. Like a lot of people feel like they got to analyze what other people do and they got to detract from, oh man, he bullshitted that or he don't like that. All you called out in the beginning was people that you are inspired by. Oh, without a doubt. And I think that that's something is cool to hear too because competition is real. It's crazy when you really just open up your mind and just say, yo, I'm just be the best version of me. I can take notes on, I can emulate that. Let me take what I need to do so that I can get better and go ahead and provide for me and mine. I think that that's the, the real nugget here. Pull up in the drive light. I didn't mix my with Fago. Stack my money up like Lego. What's up, world? It's your boy, Brandon Copeland, and I'm here with my dog, Ross Mack, on another very special episode of Money Music Culture. Ross Mack, Purple Rain. What you know about Purple Rain, bro? I know a little bit, man. You know, this is actually my mama's favorite artist, bro. Oh, for real? Prince was different. You feel me, that boy? He he had a way. He was a, a, a phenomenal performer, phenomenal musician, and this man had all the women in love with this man. Yeah. Maybe and you was. already know, our generation, we really didn't know Prince. We know Prince from the Dave Chappelle skit, folks. We, we know Prince from gang blouses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that, that, that's funny right there. Prince had that, that perm on lock. He, matter of fact, I heard I heard your wardrobe similar to Prince. Hey, shit. Yeah, I, I heard, no, I heard in Russell the locker Westbrook. room. I ain't. Nah, I heard, it, I heard in the locker rooms you used to have a ruffle, uh, the ruffle shirt. With the uh the white shirt with the ruffle uh collar, hey, and you had the leather pants with the ass cut out, my boy. Oh hell! They say you came into the league. <laughs> they say you had to dress like Prince for two years right. straight, my boy. Yeah, yeah. you might even say look, them rumors they, they be spreading. Don't listen to everything you see on the internet, bro. But uh, I guess actually that's a the, a good question before we we dive in. You talk about him being a phenomenal performer. Is there anybody like when you you go out, you you perform, you've been on tour? Are there certain artists? that you look at and take cues from or inspiration from when it comes to, you know, performance or when it comes to the actual lyrics or or the music? Like, what, talk me through that a oh, little bit. Without a doubt. When I think of music, when I think of impact, right, like from a lyric standpoint, I always look at Bob Marley as having that type of music that transcends generation to generation. Mm. When I think of performing, I think some of the greatest performers of all time is James Brown, Michael Jackson and Beyonce. Wow. When I think of as a rapper, as I, when I think of great performers on the rap side, I think Snoop Dogg surprisingly is a good performer, while also um, Drake is a really great performer. Because you got like, see the thing that that music changed. It went from you know people performing with a real live band, right, to you know rappers just having them and they DJ and random hype man on the on the. <laughs> on there, right? Where it's like, okay, you Tony Ayo, you uh, <laughs> uh, was my dog, uh, Flavor Flav yeah. with the clock light. Yeah. But like, when it comes to it, like the artistic side of it, I really enjoy it. I've, I've performed with drummers, violinists, all that type of stuff. So it's like, you know, you take the art to the next level. And when you talk about crowd control, it's on another level. Tory Lane's kind of hard too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's real. It, that boy be wa he walk on his crowd like other people crowd surf. <laughs> He he walks on his crowd. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Tory Lane's one of the most, in, in my opinion. I know he's a controversial musician, but he's one of the most fire musicians in my opinion. I think the boy talented. Like when you can rap and you can switch to singing on the same track and all that stuff. Like 
you got a different type of talent in my opinion and 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 uh yeah i definitely vibe with his music do you the like us as players right like if i'm watching i watch von miller film or khalil mack mm. or you know i watch uh hmm, who's some of the Don't guys forget nowadays. Ray Lewis, yeah right i mean yeah growing up i'm talking like even now like if i'm thinking like of, of oh. a specific trait so like for me as a, a ball player, it's like there might be a specific trait or a specific move that I might be trying to improve. And so I'll go and I'll like, you literally can go to our video director and have him cut up all the sacks that Von Miller has got over the last X amount of years or all the speed rushes mm. or all the power rushes or all the this, you know? Um, wow, that's dope. And so do you break down, not break, do you break down your own film? Do you break down film of others or anything like that or like what kind of like how do you prep for like a performance that's i mean you know i'm curious to know we're going to keep this great conversation going but before we do make sure you go follow money music culture so that you never miss an episode and go visit us at life101.io so for me right one of the things as a musician and you know yours is going to be a lot different because you know you're able to see it all the time, you know, sometimes you gotta just be in the area, you gotta feel it, right? Like I remember just watching, I, I would watch J. Cole, cause I was privileged enough to be on the tour with J. Cole. I wasn't performing, but I was just there, mm -hmm. right? I did, you know, maybe half the tour. Um, like I was in the camp of Jeremiah and I was literally just watching. I would watch J. Cole performing from backstage as well as in the audience. And when you watch him, not only is he a great performer, I probably should have mentioned him, not only is he a great performer, but there's so many other elements to it, right? Stage, mm. literally their backdrop, you know, they would build a stage out, right? For the Forest Hill Drives tour, he made it look like he was performing on top of his roof, just like the mm. album cover, right? Yeah. And so when you're looking at everything, Jake, uh, Big Sean was on that one, right? He, he had a pretty good uh, stage build out too. So you're looking at everything, you're looking at how the audience, um, is interacting with them, you're seeing, okay, um, how are they interacting and talking back and forth with the audience, right? Is it some, um, you know, some call and response type things? Is it, you know, everybody hands up, are we going in order, mm -hmm. you know, left to right? Or is it like, you know, what is it? What happens when they, when should the lights be dimmed, mm -hmm. right? You know, because it's certain elements that you are trying to take the audience through an entire, you know, Experience. a trip, a journey. and. On um, bro, and so some of these people, bro, I, I watched Beyonce perform once, and I'm like, Shorty hard, yeah, Shorty's hard, you know what I'm saying? She is hard, right? And then it's other people, right? It's like when you, and it depends where you're at because some people allow the audience just to perform for them, right? Um, they gonna let the audience sing the song, but it's other people that really take this art form to the next level, and I think you know that that's that's something crazy. Matter speaking of yo yo way, right? I was seeing that um. What's my dog name? Don, uh, Aaron Donald. Oh yeah. He be uh, he be he be training with like people nah. trying to stab him, <laughs> and he like he blocking the stabs. Yeah. Like what is what's going on with that? Hey, you I ever tried that? I don't know, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, I don't know. It's funny because I always watch that video, and I've I've done the the uh the rhythm of that uh pass rush drill, so to speak, mm -hmm. but. Nah, it ain't no knives around when I'm doing that mug. You know what I'm saying? I'll be wondering if it's joined as like fake knives or if they real, you know, type of thing. But it, it's pretty, it's Gotta pretty cool. Fake. I mean, ultimately, you know, that dude's a, a grown ass man. 
and it's clearly for a reason. I mean, the way he dominated yeah. the league all these years and his training, his diet, and all of that type of stuff is just like, yeah. I mean, the dude is – there's certain people I think that's one of the things I've, I've seen in the league is like obviously y'all blessed and gifted talent talent-wise to get to the league, right? And most of the guys – Although I consider myself a hard worker, right? Like at a certain point, I, I am a and was a hard worker even in high school. But like, there is a certain level in your career where you're just better than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody gets to the league if they're not the the guy at their high school or college, so to speak. And it, and I, I don't want to say yeah. the guy because it's like for me at, in high school, I wasn't necessarily the guy. Uh, you know, going out of high school and going to Penn. It wasn't like I had all these offers and all of that type of stuff, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, senior year of football, it wasn't – it was challenging to me because it was football, but, like, I wasn't afraid of anybody on the field with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, yeah. I, I'm a grown I'm, – I'm the big dog here. Uh, you get to college and freshman year, it was a, it's a transition because everybody's more developed than you. You're playing against 22-year-olds, you know what I'm saying, 22, sometimes 23-year-olds. Uh, and you just, for me, I was 17 when I came into college and I'm like, damn, like this is a little different. Um, but you, you take that next level step and, and, and anyway, you get to the league and, and again, you were the, you had to be somewhat of a standout in college to get to the NFL. Right. And then you get to the NFL and there are certain players and certain people that you realize like, Oh God just made you different. Like, Oh, I, I get it. Like I, I can work it as hard as I want, but God just gave you a little bit of extra, like, go ahead, bless yeah. it. Go ahead. Boom. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Like just what, and, and it's, it's funny because I, I was asking you those questions and it's, you know, one of the things we talk about is like, it's different being a pro versus an amateur. And, and when I say that is it's, you look at the game different. You study the game different. You understand, as a pro football player, I understand my body differently. I don't watch football anymore like a fan. I'm watching it like dissecting it, figuring out what's the next play. Oh, it's third and such and such. Oh, they got to do a pass right now. They got to keep it in bound. Like, you know, you're, you're thinking about it like a pro. And it's cool hearing the way you talk about the music, right? Obviously, you're a pro, right? Like, like But, like, people... I think take for granted the difference in the level of um, not just introspection, but the difference in the level of like that, that next step that you're taking. Like yeah. you said, you, you watch them from backstage, but then you also watch them from the audience and you're watching Beyonce. Like, you don't, you're not just watching. It's probably hard for you to just go to a concert and just genuinely enjoy because you're probably analyzing it that's all film. the time. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, your artwork. Film. It's your study, you know? So, yeah, because they, I mean, they're musicians with God-given talent, right? It's not a lot of people that's going to sing as good as certain people or dance as good as a Chris Brown and Michael Jackson. But it's other stuff you work at, right? How do I engage with the audience, right? How do I, you know, study how to co- compose a song, right? It's people with raw singing talent, right? Then it's like, because it's like Tank, a way better singer than Drake, but you're going to want to hear Drake. Or, you know, sing on a track before you hear Tank because he's going to study the composition of it. Yeah. Yeah. How do I put this song together? What's the frequency I need to make this song at? Because it's a level of making a song that's going to make you ride to it or dance to it mm-hmm. as opposed to you listen to a Kendrick. It's some introspective music. You know, you might not have that many songs. Or him or J. Cole, great lyricists, they're not going to have that many songs 
you know, in the club or that you're hearing on the radio Mm -hmm. that you, you know, pregame it to or even locker room, right? But, like, Drake got a way that he can get in his R&B bag. He can get it in his, you know, real rapping bag, but he's going to stay in this pop top 100, put me on the radio bag, and that's just – Anything he touched, he he studied the game to the fullest. And it's a lot of it. It's like who you come up under, right? Being able to come up under Lil Wayne, arguably one of the greatest rappers, is like, yo, right? Same with Kanye. Being able to come up under Jay-Z puts him in a different creative bag where you get to learn from the greatest. Yeah. So you coming into – when you came into the league, you able to being, – being able to come into an organization like the Ravens first or being able to, you yeah. know, under work with Belichick, it's like, yo, this is a different – ball game as opposed to just drafted and playing your whole career in Jacksonville. You probably have never gotten better. Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> real talk. I mean, no offense to those guys in Jacksonville, but it's like it, – it, I know you just – you you know, you're using them as an example, but it's like there's certain teams I've been on myself, and I'm like, if I would have started here as a rookie, I wouldn't have made it long because I would have thought that this was the, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Lions. <laughs> now, now, see, the thing about Detroit, though, I'm going to give you this. this. This is real talk. This is 100% real. This ain't no political bullshit. Detroit, we were probably the, we were, because we had Jim Caldwell. Now, not just because yeah, he's a blackhead coach. He from, he, he from my mama town. He from small town of Wisconsin. Yeah. Mama, coach uh, Caldwell was a town. real one, bro. Like, he, we had the, I think our issue then was, we had, bro, it's crazy. We had Stafford, who is a is a dog i'm gonna go ahead and put that out there yeah everybody wanted to hate on stafford but he, he was a dog y'all saw them throws this year and with an older arm he he was he's he was like that megatron golden tate at the slot marvin jones at wide receiver right that's different different right on defense we had deandre levy steve tully Tyre Whitehead, we Dominican had Sue. Glover quinn and Dominican Sue was missing there? Dominican. i think to be honest with you if we had a we needed the one piece we were missing is that that person that didn't give a shit about a fine, that edge. We we had too many good guys. I'm going to go ahead and, and put it out there, right? Like, it, it wasn't like we playing soft or nothing like that, but we needed that dude that was going to hit you out of bounds like, bro, you run that shit again, I'm fucking you up. You know what I'm saying? We needed the dude that was going to step on the ankle. Well, I don't need you to get ejected, but you know what I'm saying? We needed, we needed a little, nah, I get you. little edge. It's edge. Yeah. But that's the same in any sport. Shoot, you watching that's it real. with Draymond Green of the worlds, like in basketball, you need the one who ain't scared. Yeah. Right? Udonis has him, although he'll never get in the game for real. <laughs> but when he do get in, he going he gonna to make hell. He gonna, they got to be up like 60 <laughs> points for, for Udonis to get his old ass in the game. Right. Uh, right. But, yeah, that's real, though, bro. You need that gritty – player even the bears right i'm a bears fan um we ain't got no gritty mugs at all i'm trying to think nah even, y'all, th- even y'all. khalil Mike, khalil mack got all that bread came to chicago and got real pretty boy on us yeah. that grit uh, he had some grit with the raiders it's that i don't chicago, know if it was injuries bro. or whatnot yeah, but that's yeah. chicago it's that too weather cold or whatever that weather them injuries it it, it, it but it's cold that. in boston yeah nah i mean it is but we ain't got we different. don't got that culture we have a culture yeah. of defense, right? We don't have a culture of offense. Well, you see, defense. Well, our defense have always been overworked since my entire life. Yeah, you you see the 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 reason why Boston. Well, you you brought up Boston, so I'm assuming you're bringing up the Patriots, right? The reason why the Patriots are so good is obviously you got a, a an extraordinary coach in Belichick. You had a once in a. I mean, I'm not gonna say lifetime. We might not see a, a player like Tom Brady. I mean, to win. What is he, seven rings, six rings, seven rings in 
Seven. Seven in, past Mike in was six. football. Seven in football is is crazy. And I know that, that that's I mean, there's some great players, Hall of Famers who've never even made the playoffs. For what it's worth, you don't you gotta win fewer games. What you mean? Than NBA. Than NBA like. Oh yeah. But you but I mean but I think series. football is just the ultimate team sport. You got I mean basketball mm-hmm. I understand too. Basketball you got like you have injuries and all that stuff, but football, it's just so many things. Like, you can be a really good team. Type of injury, yeah. yeah, like, you know, it's just like how many times at the beginning of the season with, with, with football, for example, uh, even like growing up, they had the NCAA football and everything like that. I remember Georgia used to always be ranked number one. They just won the championship finally, right? But like, like they would never end up being number one. Like, the number one team at the beginning of the season in football usually never ends up being the number one team. Like, you got the Bengals who went from 4-12 and 12 to the Super Bowl this year, which that don't really happen mm. like that in basketball that quickly. Or the Rams, yeah. when Sean McVay came, you know, he turned them around Unless real quick. Unless you get Bron to go to their team. Unless you get like Bron, Cavs, yeah. the Cavs, the worst team, yeah. and then, okay, we back in the Super Bowl. Cont- yeah. I mean, uh, championship contention. Yeah, facts. But, no, that's real, though. Facts. Football. Football is a game of every play counts. Basketball, you could take a play or two off. Like, football, it's like, bruh, special teams got to be clicking. Field goal kicking, a punter got to be clicking. Everything got to be clicking at the right time, right? You know what I'm saying? So, I get that. And so, yeah, it's out of – I think football is tougher because it's – the only. I'm, I'm biased, so I will admit that. But I think – because, like you said, you the snappers got to be clicking. The punters got to be clicking. The, the kick, the field goal. Like, it's so many different mm-hmm. players that got to – grow in the right direction for the team to be successful, that is pretty remarkable to win seven of them things, right? Like and Nah, he 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 goaded. Yeah. He forever goaded. Like I, you know, I'm biased, so I'm gonna be like, no, nah, the greatest athlete of all time is Michael Jordan, because he truly changed the game, right? Tom Brady didn't truly change the game. What he did was excel at a game that existed and he beat it at he beat the game. Right? Like like when you think of people that change football Right, it's gonna be like Mahomes is changing the way the quarterback. Well, Vic changed the quarterback, right? And Mahomes taking it to the next level. But like Brady was just a statistician, a genius. He studied the game. I wouldn't say he changed it, but what he did was elevate it to a level where he's the greatest winner of all time. He wasn't always the most talented. Mm-hmm. Like any given year, right? When you come in, you know, like okay, Jordan was the best in the league, or or uh, Kobe, or or this, that, and the third. Like, when you come into the NFL, like, several times you'll look and be like, yo, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback mm-hmm. yep. than Brady. Right. But Brady is the greatest winner, right? Right. I would say. Yeah, right? I'm, that's how I would look at it. No, I mean, it's like it's like the Kobe of the world. I mean, Kobe is a remarkable player as well, too. You could you could make that argument that, that he was, like, the Aaron Rodgers of the league for, for years and years and years. But, like – the thing I always re- respected about Kobe and Brady is like, regardless of what situation you in, they going to do they damnedest to try to find a way to win. You know what I'm saying? Like you never feel like you out for the count with them on their team. But I think that the reason why they've, they had so much success in new England is because when your best player, that once in a lifetime, once in a generation player is not only willing to take a pay cut to, in order to get more talent around him. Uh, but also, you know, the only – I've never played with Brady, but I've only heard amazing things about him as a teammate. Like, from literally, yeah. like, they talk about how this dude, the practice squad guy on the team who might only be there for a week and is gone, 
he knows his name. He's greeting him by first name type mm-hmm. of thing. You know what I'm saying? Versus the Julian Edelmans and no. the people he's throwing to every time, right? Brady the GOAT, bro. Yeah. Brady the GOAT. Like, I did an interview. It's I crazy. interviewed, uh, I want to say, Devin White this offseason. Yeah, I interviewed Devin White this offseason, and he he showed up. He was the We were at the Pro Bowl, and he showed okay. up like five minutes early. And I think he might have been one of the only players to do that. And the people in the room were talking and laughing like, man, like, that's pretty cool that you showed up. He was like, man, look, y'all, I'm on the clock, y'all. I'm on the clock, y'all on the clock. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got to respect my time the way – I got to respect your time the way you respect mine and yada, yada, yada. You know, like, right. I want to be a leader and how if I want to lead, how I'm going to show up late. Like, you know, but he – and then he alluded how he was like, yeah, like, when, when Tom walked in the building, that's how it was. Like, and so if that – the dude on your team like that is setting that type of standard for everybody else. It's easy for everybody to quote unquote fall yeah. in line or respect that standard. And, you know what I'm saying? And you know what's crazy? All the teams Brady didn't play for, it's a different culture that he brings with him. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. He tried to get certain people to fit into that culture, right? He yeah. tried to get <laughs> the Randy Mosses, the uh, Antonio Browns ABs. to fit in the culture, and the shit ain't working. Yeah. You say who? The ABs. Who yep. else? I was agreeing. Did, yeah, AB a- man, he that's one of the greatest talents to 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 effectively be wasted probably since um what's this what's the motherfucking name who um played for the Dolphins and quit to go be able to smoke weed? Oh, Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams, Ricky. bro, like Ricky. It's like, well shit, if we talk about people that smoke weed, you got uh Flash Gordon, like oh yeah, a lot of great talents, but like and AB he brought him was just in one of them ones though. Hey, Josh Gordon, remember he they did. brought them to the he brought, he was with the Patriots. Bro, that's what I'm for saying, a did he try Ocho Cinco too? Mm-hmm. He had oh, Ocho in his last year, bro. Brady tried some shit, mm-hmm. bro. Brady be trying it, and he's like, man, you know what? I gotta stay. I gotta stay with a a a, a, a BC type player because them the ones who gonna fit the mold. Where if you come in with that big ego, it ain't fitting, right? Because Believe it or not, Brady don't get that big of an ego. Oh yeah, no, nah, that's what make tell. it work. Yeah, you definitely, you can definitely tell tell that. And like I said, it's, it's certain players that are those once in a generation players. Like I don't know if I ever saw like the, the when Calvin Johnson Megatron, right? My first day in Detroit with the Lions, 2015. I'm coming off the street. I had literally maybe I signed a, a signing bonus with the Lions at that time for 25 bands, which probably put my account at well, they probably took taxes out of it, but if they didn't take taxes out of it, it'd probably put my bank account at like twenty five thousand three hundred dollars <laughs> type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was needed. It was nah, time. I need this. Uh, but I remember mm-hmm. literally being there my first day, and I'm it, we got to go at eight a.m. started our workout, and I'm sitting there, and this we got the beautiful bubble out in Detroit, and I'm the first one in there. You know, I'm coming off the street, so I'm the first one in that mug, and I'm getting my cleats mm-hmm. on. I'm just ready. And uh, Calvin walks in, but I don't know it's Calvin at the time, right? Like, I, it's just a tall dude. Wow. And I'm like, man. Uh, so he just walks past. So he's the second one in, right? Walks past me, mm. introduces himself. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, what's up, man? I'm Calvin. What's your name? I'm like, Brandon Copeland. People call me Cope, though. Nice to meet you. I'm like, Calvin? Cool, cool, cool. He's like, yeah, if you need anything, let me know, blah, blah, blah. Like, pleasure to meet you, boss. And he walks to the yeah. other end of the start warming up for for the run and everything like that and i'm like damn this dude like six six this dude look like a damn basketball player like damn calvin Bruh, calvin calvin i'm like calvin calvin johnson Cal- megatron like i'm like hold up damn right wow. like, like that's megatron right like 
you know, obviously you got to focus in on your workout and doing your thing. But like that yeah. always stuck with me. The fact that like this dude, it was his final season. We didn't know it at the time. Right. But like Hall of Famer, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer, all of that type of stuff. And he introduces himself to the lowest guy. Like, you don't even know me. You know what I'm saying? The lowest guy in the room off rip. You know what I'm saying? But that's the the special. That's the thing that makes him special. That's the thing that makes Brady special. That's the thing that makes those Haloti Nadas of the world. That's the thing that makes the Ed Reeds of the world special. Uh, is because when you talk to people that have been around them, their humbleness is what has them continuing to work so crazy. Like, they say Calvin was in the meeting room taking notes like he a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Like, Calvin is really blessed where he could just show up and be, all right, bro, what's it, a comeback? Cool. Go route? Cool. Post? But he's taking notes on his people like like it's his job. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and that, and if you take that same mindset, right, obviously that's what makes all the dopest athletes get better each year, right? Watching Jason Tatum get better mm. this year is crazy, right? But when you look at music, that's what makes Drake stay relevant. Yeah. Drake don't get – Drake does not get comfortable, and he also adapts with the time. So if so, if music is going in a new genre, right, where it's like, you know, um, if it's some drill rap or it's mumble rap, whatever, Drake going Drake don't shit on no type of genre. He literally adjusts to it and say, okay, I could do the mumble rap, I could do the drill, I could do the, 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 and he does it and he takes it over and then he gets back to what makes Drake great. But he stay relevant no matter what's going on, bro. Say no more, man. Well, look, listen. I don't think there's much left to be said, man. I just got I, I to be a pro. I think to to sum this this episode up, man. To be a pro, I think it takes a few different traits, and and it was cool hearing your story about how naturally to be a pro, you are studying the game, you are analyzing the game, you are analyzing your peers, and and the beautiful thing too about you is it's not with hate. You know what I'm saying, like. I feel like a lot of people feel like they got to analyze what other people do and they got to detract from it. Oh, man, he bullshitted that or he don't like that. Right. Like all you called out in the beginning was people that you are inspired by. Right. Like people oh, that you, you get motivated by and, and you can, you know, iron sharpens iron. And I think that that's something that that is is cool to hear, too, because, um, yeah, competition is real. And I'm in a sport where it's all about competition, competition, competition. But it's crazy when you really just open up your mind and just say, yo, I'm going to just be the best version of me. But, yo, you got something that I can take notes on. I can I can emulate that. You over there, that team, we might be competition. They might put us against each other. They might pay you a little more than me. It's kind of pissing me off. But that's not your. That's not my beef with you, right? Let me take what I need to do so that I can get better and go ahead and provide for me and mine. I think that that's the – the real nugget here the thing the thing is and i'm gonna say on that is like for me right you you made it to a different professional level than i did in my career right and so what i say and obviously the other professionals i make it to a different level than you yourself but i still put you at a completely different level but for me i had to be truth truthful to myself and said okay i'm not gonna be the next drake right what is my niche that i can fall into and master and so one of the things i did was like okay how do I get syncs, placements? And what that means is literally getting paid to have your song in either commercials, movies, TV shows, et cetera, right? They pay you to license your music to put it in that. And for me, I'm like, yo, 
That's what I want to focus on. How do I get that right? What's the type of song? So now you're listening, you know, uh, now you're listening to movies like, oh, let me hear that song. Now you're watching TV shows because anytime you listen to a song on a movie or a TV show, commercial, whatever, they're paying that artist and they're paying them well, depending on, you know, what the show is. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm like, how do I master this one? You know, because if I ain't going, because when, here's the thing. In order to get my song on the radio, and I've had my song on the radio several times in Chicago, mm -hmm. but to be a nationally, you know, uh, person to have your song on the radio, you are literally competing with Beyonce, Kanye, Jay-Z, Drake, the list goes on, right? But you're competing with the best of the best. So the program director of that radio station has to say, in order to keep our viewers listening, because they're getting paid off having the most viewership, that's how they selling radio uh, ads, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, during this hour, we got these amount of viewers, right? Or listeners, I'm sorry. So in order for me to compete with them, right, I got to have the craziest songs or the craziest buzz or be signed. Right. But when it comes to getting a sync licensing, I don't got to compete with Drake because they know it's going to cost way too much money to have Drake Drinks. in this movie or this TV show. Gotcha. Right? That's too much money. But let me get the smaller artist, right, who makes a great song. Boom. So now I'm studying that. What type of music they playing? And then I learn the game, right? I, I go to a, you know, I went to a thing called SyncCon, learning the game, right? Okay. You go to the actual program, you know, the 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 super is called music supervisor, right? You know, to get your song on a video game, right? Like, okay, what's the type of songs they want, right? Some poppy, some uplifting, not a lot of cursing. You can't have a song where every other word is such and such, beep, <laughs> yeah, mother beep, beep, I got a lot of beep. Like, nah, that don't work, right? But when it comes to syncing, catchy hooks, great poppy beats, that's what's going to get it. And, like, you talking about something, you ain't talking about guns, you ain't talking about mm -hmm. this, talk about money, talk about having fun. They're going to buy that. And as a result, I didn't been in a def decent amount of sinks. And, and you know, I just got a call the other day like, yo, we, you know, we're looking for this type of song. I can get to work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I know the type. I know what they're looking for. That's dope. That's dope. See, I, I, that's, the, that's the the masterpiece right there is putting the work in to, to realize your dreams. I think that that's the beautiful thing is anything can be accomplished. It's just about are you comfortable rolling your sleeves up and getting the job done? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't necessarily have to be exactly the way, like, like you said, like, I don't foresee myself turning into Aaron Donald this year. It'd be nice. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it'd be nice. I like me, yeah. but Brandon Copeland version of Aaron, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but I know my lane and let me go and run the shit out of this damn lane. So, man, hey, enough said, brother. Keep doing your thing, man. Now, next time, though, I need you to invite me on tour, though, because... You know, your brother, I got some shit on my chest. I need to get off. I, we do a freestyle section every show. I'll bring, I bring you on stage if you give me a 10-day contract. Hey, I'm going to do you like Monique did D.L. Hughley, though. That's what I'm going to do. I'm supposed to be the headliner in this mug. Hey, bro, that was the funniest thing I ever seen. <laughs> Monique, that's Baltimore for you, brother. That's what. That's Baltimore, hey. man. But hey, man, another episode of Money Music Culture, man. Ross, tell them, tell them what to do, man. Y'all already know what to do, man. Make sure you like, subscribe, and more importantly, make sure you share it, man. You got to share it with the community. We're trying to build the community. So go ahead, share it with your cousin, your auntie, you know what I mean? Your your nephew, your 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 neighborhood dog walker. You already know, man. Let's get it. As well as your nosy neighbor, the one that's upstairs beating on the door. Whatever it is, let's get it, man. Till next week, let's get it. <laughs>